Having car problems? Well, with Rhoda, getting them fixed is as easy as ordering takeout. They'll come pick up your car for free, do any repair or maintenance needed, and return it right to your driveway. They'll even give you a complimentary video inspection of your car so you can see what needs to be done. Perfect for those of us that maybe aren't so car savvy. Book your appointment online at roda.com. And lucky for you, CityCast listeners get a 20% discount on any service for up to $100 off. Just use the code CityCast20. Today on CityCast DC, bears. They have been spotted in Rockville, Hyattsville, Arlington, on Roosevelt Island, and in Northeast DC's Brookland, where neighbors called animal control about a bear they named Franklin after the street where he was found roaming. Lauren Crosshead from the Humane Rescue Alliance is here to explain why the bears are hitting urban neighborhoods and what to do if you see one. Today is Monday, June 26th. I'm Michael Schaefer, and here's what DC is talking about. Hey, Lauren. Hi, how are you? Good. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. So there have been like a bunch of bear sightings across the city and the inner burbs in the last little while, including Arlington and Roosevelt Island last week in Brookland and Northeast DC earlier this summer. Why is this happening? Why are these bears coming? Yeah, sure. So we've we've had the two, uh, and the last one before these two, it was about a decade ago. Um, so in terms of frequency, we have seen an increase. And we're in direct contact with Maryland DNR with response to the two bears that were within our jurisdiction, and they've seen an increase in their area. So this time of year is pretty typical for males to sort of venture out on their own if they're being sort of kicked out by mom to live on their own, but also bears that are searching for mates. This is the time of year that they would sort of look for those mates and explore new territories. Right, but bears have been getting kicked out by mom and searching for mates since time immemorial. Uh, why are they now doing so, or why are more of them doing so in the burbs and even in a couple cases in the city? Um, I don't know that I have an answer. Overdevelopment or even improving green spaces within cities could be the reason why we're seeing more of them. Like I said, it was just the two, and we assume that they were passing through, which is pretty typical for bears that are searching for new territory. And they got a lot of press coverage. It could be that, you know, there's bears all the time that don't necessarily get reported and they sort of fly under the radar in less populated areas. So what kind of bears are these? Uh, these are black bears. And so within the hierarchy of bear terror, uh, where do they, <laughs> they stand? Are the what, lowest. They're the lowest. <laughs> yeah. They are usually, I mean, the two that we saw in the district, one of them, we have photos of it running <laughs> as quick as it could away from the people taking photographs. And then the other one was running and then took refuge in a tree and tried to wait out everybody that had sort of gathered around to look at him. He was attempting to wait us out, but um, ultimately there was a lot of people that were around and he couldn't make a safe escape. So uh, bears 
I don't know if you know this, but they don't actually recognize uh, city limits and political Right, uh, they have no, yeah. <laughs> what do these incidents say about the bear population regionally in general? I mean, I would assume that it, it shows that there's an increase in, in healthy bears. I mean, if we're seeing them in areas that we don't typically see them in, usually that means that the population's increased. And has anyone been hurt in any of these bear instances, either in D.C. or in the burbs? Not that I'm aware of, no. Before, like before us, before this was even a city, before the development, was this area like bear habitat? This was bear country. Yeah. I mean, yeah, before people built up, even now they're found in majority of the continental United States. Are your colleagues like elsewhere in the country also seeing more bears in built up areas? I don't know that. I mean, there's definitely more news coverage. Like we saw articles from Allegheny County, and I have a hard time believing that they haven't seen bears in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So this is a function maybe of like people having cell phones to take video. Right. Yeah. And then also a bear in a headline. Now it's sort of uh, people are, are looking for that sort of thing. So the Humane Rescue Alliance is a nonprofit organization, but it has the city's contract for animal control. Right. Um, And uh, I've availed myself of your services when there was a raccoon in the garage. Much less exciting. But when you get a bear, what do you do? Like, how do you get the bear? And then what do you do with the bear? Um, So admittedly, I've only done this once. (laughs) So with Franklin, it was a lot of parties that had to come in. We had to get permission to release them somewhere. You can't just dump a bear anywhere you want. It would be pretty cool if you could. Well, depends on where it is. But so Maryland DNR came out, and that's Department of Natural Resources for the state of Maryland. And so they identified a place that would be suitable for us to release that bear. That all has to be put into place. We have to have a way to transport the bear. You can't just sort of throw them in the hatchback of a car. So use use Franklin as an example. The Franklin yeah. was so named because he was found on Franklin Street Northeast right. in Brooklyn. And a call comes in. Do they trap him? Do they put out a bunch of honey and you know, do they tranquilize him? What do they what do they do to, to get him under control? Yeah. So I think with Franklin, normally if you see a wild animal out, unless it's sick or injured, right, the best thing to do is sort of give them space to sort of meander wherever they're going to go. Franklin was unique in that word about him got out very quickly. And so there was a lot of people gathering around. And so his ability to sort of get away unseen was taken from him. And so we coordinated again with Smithsonian, brought in a veterinarian and a tech that had a background in, in bears. And then we had Maryland DNR, Department of Natural Resources, come in with a location that we could release them. They also brought their bear trap, which is also used as a transport cage. It's like a giant secure tube almost. I mean, because you're not going to put, like you said, a bear in sort of a dog cage to transport him. He was sedated, but there's also, you know, always the possibility, excuse me, that he would wake up during transport. How did they sedate him? So we we actually sedated him with a tranquilizer gun and a so dart. So you shot him with the dart, but wasn't he in a tree? Or had he he come was. Down? We didn't dart him in the tree. Um, okay. That's not a risk that we were willing to take. So when he came down and he was on ground, one of my colleagues got him first shot with the dart. And then he went down probably about 10 minutes later in an adjacent yard where the veterinarian checked his vitals, made sure that he was healthy and he was able to be transported. And then he was transferred to the cage that we were using to transport him. That was actually supplied by the Smithsonian because the DNR cage didn't get there in time. He was loaded up, vitals taken. He was monitored during the trip and then 
at the release site, Maryland DNR, they tag all their bears and microchip them so that they, they know if they've dealt with them before. They age them, check their overall condition. And then he was given a reversal, uh, which he woke up from probably about 10 minutes after after he was given it and sort of walked away. <laughs> Where are they released? Like what part of the state? It's Maryland. They're not going to say the specific location just because they don't want people looking for them. But it was but an area that was someplace rural. Yeah, it was a place that was picked by Maryland Department of Natural Resources, and they're not going to pick a location that they'd have to deal with a nuisance bear in the future by releasing them there. Do we know if Franklin from Northeast D.C. was the same bear that had been spotted a couple days earlier in Hyattsville, Maryland? We assume that he was. So Franklin was moving. But there's no way to know for sure. But just uh, with the tracking that Maryland DNR was doing, they sort of saw that he was following a line of mulberry bushes that went from Maryland into D.C. and sort of like overshot into D.C. Because like you said, they don't know boundary lines. When was the last time you went to the theater? Well, we have a new show for you to check out. The Gala Theater in Columbia Heights is showing the political musical comedy Museum in the Closet, Avida's Return, which follows Argentine icon Eva Perón to the afterlife as her preserved corpse ignites political scandals, clandestine affairs, and mysterious murders. The show is full of samba, reggae, and tango that will have you tapping your feet nonstop. The show is in Spanish with English surtitles and will run from May 9th through June 9th. Get your tickets now at galatheater.org or call 202-234-7174. What should I do if I see a bear like in my backyard or on my street? Yeah. So if you're in the streets of D.C., the chances are it's going to be a black bear and they are terrified of people. So you're going to want to give them enough room that you're not approaching them, trying to take a selfie with them. You can make as much noise if you're in your house and they're in your yard banging pots and pans. We call it like mildly haze them so that they associate noisy, bad things with people. Typically, they're going to run away. but I mean, if you if you encounter a black bear on the streets of D.C., they're usually going to run away. The two that we've had so far, like I said, one was running away and ran up a tree to get away. And then the other photographs we had from Roosevelt Island were of the bear running away. What about if the bear managed to get into your trash or inside your house? Yeah, so... Thankfully, it's not a problem that we deal with right now in the district. It is a good idea for all wildlife, like the raccoon that you dealt with, to secure your trash at all times. If a bear, in the unlikely event that a bear gets in your house, I would probably leave and leave the door open. What's the bear likely to do to the house? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine they would panic just like any other wild animal. So, okay. um, you know, a squirrel gets in your house, it's going to panic and try to get out. If you give them an easy escape, it's going to do less damage trying to get out, I would imagine. But I don't have any real professional background in getting a bear to leave a home. Um, wait, what about if you are like actually like on a hike in Rock Creek Park or someplace that is actually maybe a bear should be? Yeah. I mean, if you see a bear just making noise, giving enough space to go on their merry little way, it is rare that they will do sort of a charge. Generally, it's fake. It's to try to scare you away. You never want to run from them. Uh, just sort of back around, back away slowly and make yourself big and 
scary like the uh, apex predator that you are. So you should like that. That's not an urban myth about like stretching out your arms and looking big. Yeah, no, uh, uh-uh. uh. I mean, you wouldn't want to like walk towards it, but if it's you know if you're backing up and it's not going away and you're making noise and right. it's not leaving, that that would be your next step. And if you run, you're saying that could like kick in a prey instinct. Yeah, I mean. Usually, you know, with a dog, what do we tell little kids is to be a tree, stay still. But speaking of dogs, what if you are walking your dog? Usually the dog's going to scare your bear away or scare okay. the bear away. Your dog should be on a leash at all times, right? And that's with any wild animal. It's going to protect your animal, your pet, cats inside, dogs on leashes. What shouldn't you do if you encounter a bear? Approach it, try to pet it. <laughs> I mean, it's a wild animal and it's docile and it's probably not going to attack. But why would you want to chance it with something so large that has the potential to do a lot of damage? With the bear that was in Roosevelt Island, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, for people who don't know, is you know, has sort of a walking trail and it's it's undeveloped. Who encountered it? How was the bear spotted? So this is all secondhand information. My um, supervisor was dealing with National Park Service, but I believe it was visitors to the park and then National Park Police initially saw the bear. It must have scared the visitors. Not enough that they didn't take photographs, but yeah. I mean, it was probably a little shocking to, to see a bear on Roosevelt Island. Just as shocking as to, you know, the people that woke up to a bear in their tree. And how do we reach animal control? Uh, yeah, so we're available 24-7, and our, our line is 202-576-6664. Can you also get it through 311? Uh, yeah, you can be transferred through 311. Lauren Crossett, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Before you go, here is some quick news. Montgomery County buses will soon be powered by poop. Yes, poop. The county's ride-on bus fleet will run on renewable natural gas made by capturing methane gas from the wastewater treatment process. The project helps Montgomery County get closer to its goal of a 100% carbon emissions reduction by 2035. Also, the Navy has been illegally testing weapons in the Potomac for over a century. Well, that's what is alleged in a lawsuit filed this week by two environmental groups. The lawsuit claims that the Navy is violating the Clean Water Act by discharging pollution into the river without a permit. The Navy argues that the tests aren't significantly impacting the river's health. Finally, in more positive Potomac news, 62-year-old Kathy Brennan is kayaking the entire river alone. Her ambitious trip began in May, and this week she passed through the D.C. area. Brennan has kayaked the length of five other rivers and completed a 700-mile journey on the Northern Forest Canoe Trail. She hopes to finish up in around a week, naturally, at the Chesapeake Bay. That's all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Wow, where's this line of mulberry bushes? That seems delicious.